Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pursuit of Happiness by me, your host, Catherine Hyden. Um, (laughs) it's been just such a hot sec. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I started my senior year of college, and oh boy, did I get hit, like, just by an absolute truck. It was the hardest semester I've ever had <laughs> so far, which is sad and scary and not what I was expecting for my senior year. But I think um, my school was back in person and I think professors were just really, really excited about it. And unfortunately, that led to me having like 16 group projects this semester. That's like not even an exaggeration. I'm pretty sure I had like 12 group projects. Um, so... I have just been so busy and then any free time that I had I wanted to spend on rest and not on talking to myself but recently I've gotten more into talking to myself again which is basically what this podcast is I just record it and it feels then productive um and it's honestly so helpful for me to just get my thoughts out I highly recommend it um so start your own podcast (laughs) or just like record yourself talking every once in a while it's really interesting the connections your brain will make when you let it just ramble um I really love it but anyway (laughs) welcome to this episode to start off I just wanted to say I was on some of y'all's Spotify wrapped for this past year I have no idea how that's possible because I have three podcast episodes out and I just wanted to say thank you so much um that is absolutely insane to me like, because that either means you don't listen to podcasts and you then listen to mine, which is so nice. What? Or it means that you do listen to podcasts and then you just replayed my three episodes over and over and over again. That one I find less likely, but regardless, um, that was just a really wild experience to wake up and see some people like my podcast on some people's Spotify wrapped. So thank you so much. Into what we're talking about today. Um, this is going to be an episode about being my own biggest fan and doing things for me just because I can. Um, this kind of started, I mean, this has been a gradual process for a while and I'm definitely not perfect by any means at this point, but I am improving, which is good. A big moment for this. Well, okay. (laughs) hold on, let's just go into this by saying I am such a people pleaser, or I'm a like recovering people pleaser. And that just resulted in me putting everybody else before me all the time, (laughs) literally all the time. And then when I would put my foot down, I would feel so guilty about it. You know, boundaries shouldn't make you feel guilty. And the people you set boundaries with shouldn't make you feel guilty for having them either. So, um, A big example I had of this is I just turned 22. I say just, it's been a month and a half. I I was going to film, I mean, I was going to record a podcast episode about turning 22. Um, And it was basically going to be what this episode is going to be. But then that was like the busiest week of my entire life. Um, So instead, it's now January and we're just going there. So it is what it is. Anyway, when I turned 22, I decided that I was going to throw the birthday party that I wanted. And I realize that probably doesn't sound like much of a feat, but when you are a recovering people pleaser, it absolutely is. Because I would spend birthdays being like, okay, maybe I kind of know what like restaurant I want to go to, 
but I'd be like, what day works better for you guys? Or, you know, like, are we, is it okay if we Uber? What kind of cake does everybody else like? What does everybody want to drink? You know, like, what is, how does everybody else feel about how we're celebrating me today? Um, was basically how that went. And this year I said, no, I am doing what I want to do for my birthday, especially because when I turned 21, we were in what seemed like it would be the peak of a global pandemic. 2022 is laughing at that statement. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I didn't do like my 21st birthday, I Indian food in my boyfriend's apartment and we all watched a movie like me and four people. And that was my 21st birthday. So for my 22nd birthday, um, which was in mid-November, things were doing real good where I was. Things were good. Um, Omicron hadn't really hopped on the scene fully yet. It was like the week after my birthday when everything started to hit the fan. But during my actual birthday, things were good. No one got COVID for my birthday party. So everyone can feel good about that. Anyway, <laughs> also all my friends and I are all vaccinated. Um, and I have my booster, which I highly recommend. Anyway, moving on. Because <laughs> I don't need to justify myself to anybody. Um, for my birthday this year, I kind of started the evening at one of my friend's apartments because they offered to kind of host things there because my apartment could not fit more than six people, um, which is vastly different than the 12 people that I invited to my friend's apartment. But, um, you know, still. So I had, I only invited people that I wanted to invite. I didn't like, or I should say only people were there that I really wanted to be there. I don't know if that's a different statement, but that's the truth. So I was just surrounded by people that I loved and people who loved me and like it even reflected through like the gifts people got me and I'm not much of a material person. It wasn't about actually receiving the gifts. It was about the fact that the gifts that I received were so me, like so me. It's like someone dug in my little brain and plopped these little gifts out for people and that's because people know me, okay? They're not just running in to little like kitschy tiny novelty stores because listen I'm happy with anything I am really such an easy person to please that you could run into Target and grab me the first four things that you saw and I would probably be really happy okay or you know anything from like a little quirky novelty knickknack store okay I would be happy with but these things were like personalized to me which was so lovely like one of my friends is in a couple and their couple got me this little tea towel that's a little mushroom that looks like it's meditating and it says, let that shiitake go. What? <laughs> that sounds like something I would come up with during a fever dream. It was amazing. I love it. It's in my kitchen. And it makes me so happy every time I see it. Um, they also got me little bath salts and little like candles, which I love. My other friend got me like peach snops, which is like an inside joke and so beautifully done. And like, I just, I loved it and I love peach snops. So I'm really happy about it. Um, like people just really got me things that felt like me. Um, one of my friends even got me this like cool shirt thanks um which if you don't know what that is it's a shirt company where you send them a description of something and then they have artists who make up those those things and then put it on a shirt and I have yet to receive the shirt because it, it's been shipped and then you know after my birthday we have winter break so it's been like a month and a half since I've seen anybody but it's okay um and he put like my favorite musical artists and like things that I like and like people just know me genuinely and authentically and that was just so beautiful 
And that was just the first part of the night, you know, it was just who I invited and who I spent time with. And then getting into like at this little like pre-party before we were going out, I told everybody I was going to have cake and I was going to have a batch of margaritas that I was going to make because that's my favorite drink. So I made us a little batch of margaritas and I picked up a cake and I was going to have this cake like custom made for me, which I mean, that sounds really like... (laughs) extra I was just gonna like I have a friend who makes cakes and she's absolutely incredibly talented um and if you're in the Boston area please check out um St. Street Cakes absolutely amazing anyway um but something came up and she wasn't able to do it which is absolutely no issue so I ran in and got myself a little cake and I was about to text people and be like you know do people like chocolate do people like vanilla I was like no (laughs) I'm gonna get the cake that I want what I originally would have wanted was red velvet um but the place didn't have it And then the cake that they had that was a chocolate cake, honestly, it just wasn't as cute as the vanilla cake. I'm being honest. And I wanted to take pictures with my cake. So I got the vanilla cake and I didn't ask anybody about it. And I just got the cake that I wanted. That was such an accomplishment for me. I'm literally not kidding at all. I really wanted to go to this bar that's like also an arcade. So basically you can enjoy beverages and also play like pinball machines and skee-ball and like old style video games and like just just right up my alley super fun time so I really wanted to go there and at first I was like oh you know it's kind of it's like a 15 minute uber like we couldn't walk there we couldn't take public transit so like maybe people wouldn't want to go and then I was like but do I want to go yes that is where I want to spend my birthday so guess what everybody was fine with it (laughs) it was the best birthday I have ever had in my entire life it, I literally, it was like the birthday of my dreams. It was so fun. It was so me. I didn't pay for a single thing the entire night, which was so lovely. Um, cause I just was surrounded by amazing people who were like, it's your birthday. Cause I, I got to celebrate on my actual birthday cause my birthday fell on a Friday this year. And, you know, again, like I said, normally I would be like, does, you know, does the Saturday or the Friday work better for every-? No, no. My birthday is on a Friday and I want to celebrate it on a Friday because I can. And it was amazing. It was so fun. I had such a great time. If you struggle with people pleasing, I challenge you to do something or plan something or suggest something that you want to do, that you want to do, and to take a moment to be a little selfish on your birthday. Because the whole point (laughs) is to celebrate you and the fact that you are still alive. So why would you spend that doing anything? And I've had some, this is, I think, the first birthday I haven't cried since I've come to college. (laughs) My birthdays in the past have not been great. You know why? Because they were, I was surrounded by people who really honestly didn't care about me that much. And it feels so good to be surrounded by people who really, really do. Um, And that was really, really nice. And that was a good exercise for me in doing what sounds good to me and focusing on that and not feeling bad about it because I have no reason to feel selfish for wanting to have fun on my birthday. Another thing I've been practicing that kind of aligns with this is setting boundaries for myself, but not just setting them, also maintaining them. Um, (laughs) As a people pleaser or as someone who struggles to keep boundaries or someone who struggles to say no or whatever, however you want to phrase that, um, setting boundaries has been a big accomplishment for me. But then (laughs) the thing with boundaries is people are going to try to push them. (laughs) They don't just listen to them. (laughs) They don't at all. They will try to give you other options. 
that slightly bend your boundaries. That are, you know, it's like, mm, okay, they take your boundary as a counteroffer. They're like, mm, what if instead? No, no, there is no instead. This is my boundary. It is not allowed to be crossed. Previously, my boundaries have been like jello that you could bend and flex your way through, okay? Now, my boundary is a brick wall that goes up 20 stories high. You are not passing this thing anymore because they're called boundaries for a reason. And to be just fully blunt, boundaries don't mean shit unless you are upkeeping them. And they don't do anything for anyone if you aren't maintaining them. And that is a really hard pill to swallow because I was so proud of myself for even just setting boundaries, for even just being able to say, mm, you know, I don't really want to do that. That was enough for me. But then when people would push, which they do and they will, and you need to be anticipating that, I would become flexible, which was the new version of my people please yourself right I would be flexible so I would try to make things work for other people even though it violated something that was important to me and towards the end of this year I had to make a really difficult decision with you know involving my boundaries and I knew that if I didn't you know if I bent my boundaries I would be making other people happy at the expense of myself but if I maintained my boundaries, I would be upsetting other people, but making myself happy. And that's hard because I never want to hurt anybody, you know. But this was a situation where people were not doing anything to accommodate my boundaries. And I felt like there was pressure on me to relax on things that were important to me so that other people could feel more comfortable. Other people's comfort is not worth your pain. Other people's comfort is not more important than your discomfort. Glennon Doyle um, wrote a book called Untamed, and it is a absolutely phenomenal read. I think I read it all in like eight hours. It's like truly an incredible book. Please go read it if you haven't. But there's a part of it where her daughter is talking about how her brother really wants her to join this club, but she doesn't know if she wants to. And she's talking to her mom and she says, you know, I, I don't think I want to do it, but I really don't want to disappoint him. And Glennon says, if it ever comes down between di disappointing yourself and disappointing someone else, always disappoint someone else. And um, her daughter's like, even if it's you? And Glennon goes, especially when it's me. That, first of all, so many parents don't feel that way at all. <laughs> um, and they expect their children to just do whatever makes the parents happy. Um, and I think that's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of parents is that your child is not a mini you. Your child, you don't, you know, this isn't a choose your own adventure game where the child is your avatar and you get to pick what they do in life. You are bringing someone into this world and accepting the fact that they will be their own person and that will result in disagreements and you need to be okay with that and that's really difficult I think but but just in general that reading that literally changed my life because 
no one likes disappointing somebody else. No one likes that. It's a very uncomfortable feeling, but it's something I've gotten much more comfortable with because I was disappointing myself time and time again to make other people comfortable. And I'm just over that, to be honest. I just can't be bothered because I'm 22 now and I've spent so much of my life prioritizing other people's happiness before my own. And that is not for me to do at all. You know, like I have boundaries over very specific things. And again, there are always going to be people who will challenge that. Always. And I had to make the more difficult choice to remain comfortable with myself instead of keeping everybody else comfortable. And my role for a lot of my life has been being an easy person, a non-challenging person, you know. I started to crave that validation because I realized if I made everybody happy, they were very happy with me. (laughs) They were very happy with me. That felt really good, you know, to feel like I made somebody else happy. The issue then became when I would make other people happy at the expense of my own happiness. When I would let people say things and do things and treat me in a certain way that I did not deserve because I was too scared to say anything, because I didn't want someone to be upset with me, because I was a good kid. It's what people expected of me, you know, and that's kind of dangerous. It it really is. Because when you're getting academic validation, validation from family members, praise of any kind, for me, that became addictive. Truly, the feeling that I got was addictive. And it made me a people pleaser, genuinely. It was in, it was my first reaction was to make everybody else happy. And I I like seeing people happy. I, I, I do like that. And that's not a bad quality in myself. The, the time that it becomes a bad quality is when I'm harming myself in, in that process. Please stop bleeding yourself dry to give bits of yourself to everybody else. It is exhausting. It's, it's really, you know, it's like being on an airplane and they always say, you know, put your own mask on first before helping others. You, you can't save everybody, first of all, point blank, period. Just get that in your little noggin. Because if you've got a savior complex like I do, where you think that if you could just like man somebody like a little robot that you could then fix them, you're wrong. (laughs) And that's also just not how life works. But I would give and give and give until I was nothing, until I felt hollow. And I don't like that. <laughs> That's not healthy, you know, to like, I, I've stopped doing that. Um, because my free time and my available time, two very separate things. Do not get them confused as the same thing because they are not. Times that I'm available where I don't have like a meeting or a class or homework or an appointment, that does not mean that I am then, you know, available to socialize. No. (laughs) No. I'm an introvert. (laughs) 
class is exhausting. <laughs> I need my time alone to recover and to take care of myself. And I'm not going to wait until I'm like 67 and retired to care about myself. Uh-uh. I don't think it's selfish to want to be happy and comfortable. And a lot of people will be like, I don't understand why that's such a big deal to you. I don't get it. They don't have to get it. Other people don't need to understand your boundaries. They just need to respect them. That will still be very difficult <laughs> for people because it's difficult for people to respect things that they don't understand. It's difficult for me to do that. You know, I'm not a perfect person and I never have been and I will never claim to be. But defending your boundaries and defending yourself and defending your comfort is so important. And that is the energy that I'm taking into 2022. That is the energy that I'm taking in. Being my own biggest fan, being my own biggest advocate, believing in myself wholeheartedly. Because why not? Why not? You know, I think there's so much pressure or just like a this like unspoken rule that we shouldn't love ourselves that much <laughs> that we should always point out our flaws whenever we see them that we should always be trying to reinvent ourselves and become better versions of ourselves and never be satisfied with who we are and I really like who I am I genuinely do I love myself so much and that doesn't mean that I'm perfect I I you know there are days when I don't love everything about me, obviously, I, I don't love everything about myself all the time. But wouldn't it be beautiful to try? Wouldn't it be great for just this year to try to love myself more than I ever have? To respect myself more than I ever have? To put myself first more than I ever have? I've, I've really decided that this year I want to make decisions that benefit me and that make me feel good and kind of rewire those parts of my brain that are stuck on old habits or old viewpoints or my limiting beliefs and my criticisms of myself because I really think I'm going to just continue to become a more amazing and lovely and loved version of myself when I let go of all of this baggage and hatred and criticism that I give myself now. Um, and it's kind of like, why not, you know? Why not love myself and believe in my dreams undoubtedly? I read this thing the other day that was something along the lines of, you know, your dreams are your dreams for a reason because you are meant to fulfill them. And it's kind of like we don't want these things for no reason, you know? This is... <laughs> I should say this This comes with like a little asterisk. Okay, there are some things that we want that are not good for us as people, okay? Like addictions, you know, ideas of self-hatred and self, you know, harm, things like that. Sometimes our brains trick us into wanting those things. This isn't what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about is like what motivates me and what gets me up in the morning and this, this idea of what I want for my future and what I want my future to look like. I think that there, there have always been people who thought that I dreamed too big and it made them uncomfortable because they couldn't dream that big. And they took that out on me because they knew they couldn't accomplish it. So they had to make sure I couldn't either, you know, for their own egos. And I refuse to, to live like that, you know? I, I want to go after what I want. 
and believe that I'm going to get it and not second guess that. And, you know, obviously, (laughs) things don't always work out the way that we anticipate them to. But I don't think that there's any harm in me radically believing in myself. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with that, with me being like, go girl, you got this, go get that dream. Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Why not? Like, you know, it, it feels good to support myself and love myself and be proud of myself. I am going to take bubble baths and I'm going to moisturize my skin and take care of my hair and get sleep and drink water and eat foods that make me feel good and like just love and pamper and take care of myself at every chance that I get because I deserve it because this little flesh sack that I live in keeps me alive so I want to give back to it, and then it gets really happy, (laughs) you know, and that feels good, I like making myself happy, and making myself feel good, it's really nice, um, I just want to love myself, and take care of myself, without setting expectations, and it's difficult when, like, the entire world is talking about what they're gonna do to be better little superhumans, and maybe I just want to, like, continue living, (laughs) feel happy, you know, spend time with people I love. Those are my New Year's resolutions. (laughs) You know, like I, I enjoy who I am. And it's not to say that creating improvement is bad. Like I said, like I, I'd love to read more this year or, or I'd love to love myself more this year, you know, but I'm not going to make a competition about it. Um, because I got so used to craving people's validations growing up, um, it's really hard for me to stay silent when I do things. I like to broadcast stuff because then I think people will be proud of me and then people will say things and then I will feel good because other people have validated my decisions. So this year, I think I'm going to try to be a little more quiet, I say as I'm on minute 40 of recording a podcast. (laughs) But moving in silence more because my own validation of myself is the only one that matters. Me being happy with what I'm doing is all that matters. It really is. And I want to try to unlearn this need for external validation because then I will just always be searching for it and I'll just never be happy with myself opposed to just realizing how amazing I am as a human being, you know, and being like, I do really love myself and not feeling guilty about that. There's just little parts of me that, you know, I, I need to go back and heal and I need to like kind of not physically, but like hug, hug my past self and tell her that it's going to be okay and and do the things that she needs i need to be what she needed and it isn't that my parents didn't do something or you know i i didn't say something it's just we all realize things i think when we get older 
Um, and maybe we don't. <laughs> maybe this is just me and I'm projecting. But I think a lot of people look back and there's some part of them. You know, we're, we are our childhood selves. We just grew up. But the wants and the needs and the desires there still exist here. You know, so like when I felt like someone didn't see me as a kid, I still feel that now. So I feel the need to be, you know, enthusiastic and so present and over the top. And so people notice me. Um, and now I'm kind of like going back and looking to my childhood self and saying, I see you, you know. I see you and I just I'm, I'm at this point where I can like look back on all those things that I needed as a kid so I am doing what my inner child needs you know healing your inner child is not just healing your five-year-old self it's also healing your 17 year old self and your 16 year old self um and sometimes I think that's actually harder for me <laughs> because I went through a lot of stuff when I was in high school that I didn't really realize until I got out of it. And that's hard to be able to, to look at something that's much more recent because it hurts more, you know? Fresher wounds sting more. So to look back at that and be like, what do I need now? It's hard. <laughs> it's scary to dive into that. Because once you open that up, it's kind of like opening like a can of worms. And you can't undo it, you know? So, like, once you decide to kind of focus on yourself and and work in that and peel back these layers of who you are and why you are the way that you are, if that's something that you choose to do, it's kind of difficult. And I think that's why a lot of people don't do it because ignorance really is bliss sometimes, you know? They don't want to understand why they are the way that they are because that's hard. And it is hard. And I don't want to belittle that at all. I am in therapy right now, and I could absolutely not at all <laughs> do the growth and diving in and dissecting things that I do now if I wasn't in therapy, because I need somebody to be able to check me and make sure that I'm doing things in a healthy way, that I'm not spiraling, that I'm not obsessing, you know, whatever it is. Um... This wasn't supposed to come become an inner child healing rant, but it, it has just been something that's kind of top of mind right now. And I'm really focusing on loving myself now and not waiting for a right time. I think as human beings, we're constantly looking towards what's next. I'll be happy when I get a job. I'll be happy when I graduate. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I find my soulmate. Yada, yada, yada. Circumstances do not make you happy you make you happy. Now, I do want to say, obviously, this comes after meeting your, like, basic human needs. Taking a little look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs here. Shout out to AP Psych and, like, every other class I've ever taken. <laughs> I feel like I talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in, like, so many of my classes, which is just really funny. But basically, if you are unfamiliar, um, this cool little man named Maslow came up with this hierarchy of needs that we have as human beings. On the bottom level are the most basic needs. Food, water, 
shelter. Okay, we cannot reach our higher levels until those things are met. Then from there, you can focus on like um, emotional needs and, you know, like adding, you keep, you add more and more and more and more. But obviously, you have to have your basic needs met because if you're just trying to survive, obviously, you aren't looking into being like, how do I heal my inner child today? No, no, you're focusing on like, how do I eat today? How do I feel safe today? Right? So when I say this, I want you to know that this is absolutely, I am 100% incredibly privileged to be able to tackle my mental health and to be able to (laughs) sorry I just like literally envisioned myself like tackling my mental health as if it's like a ball and I'm a football player um but I'm able to dive into these things because my other needs are already met and that is a privilege and I do want to call that to attention mental health resources are so slim and I wish so much that they were more accessible um, but anyway, I'm really excited for this year because, I mean, this has been, oh wow, <laughs> the past couple of years, am I right? And I think we all need to give ourselves, like, a big break. <laughs> Things have not been easy these past couple of years, you know, for any of us. And just because it looks like people on the internet aren't worried about it or aren't thinking about it and are just living their beautiful, amazing little lives. We all have our struggles that we just don't show to everybody else. So please don't feel less than because you didn't like travel to a million places or go out all the time or have amazing, build amazing friendships or, you know, fall in love or we're in a pandemic. (laughs) surviving is something that you should be proud of. So I'm proud of you. And I hope that you're proud of yourself. And I hope that we together can fearlessly love ourselves this year, unapologetically, and just be our true authentic selves and set our boundaries. And also, you know, if we feel up to it, working towards breaking down those barriers of our inner child and and healing that because it, it's kind of like when something's rotten in the center, it's going to just spread. And it's great to heal things on the surface. And that's absolutely important. But I think we really get to dive deeper, you know, and we have the privilege to do that. Being able to do that, at least for me, it has really changed my life. Things aren't always easy. And I am not a victim of my circumstances. I am a survivor of them. And I refuse to let these things that are out of my control dictate my life. Um, There's this book I really want to read. It's on my TBR. Um, And it's about loving the life you didn't choose. And I want to say right now that my life is absolutely amazing. (laughs) I live a very beautiful life. But just like everybody else, there are parts of my life that are really difficult, that I did not choose, and that I do not want, you know? And I realized that, like, (laughs) there isn't going to be a point in my life when external factors just don't affect me anymore, you know? 
there will always be things that affect me that I don't get to have a say in. So learning to love my life and learning to make my life a beautiful place regardless of all of that and because of all that, not in spite of it, I think is really, really beautiful. Healing is hard. Truly. So be proud of yourself for surviving this year and give yourself like genuinely seriously I'm gonna do it real quick give yourself a little hug isn't that nice (laughs) I know that probably felt a little corny but didn't it also kind of feel really nice doesn't that feel good to just be like hey self good job I'm proud of you because I think we just don't hear that from ourselves enough so this year Cheers to being our own biggest fans and our own biggest supporters, because why the heck not? Thank you so much for listening to my brain dump words out through a microphone. Um, I really hope you enjoyed. If you did, stick around. Um, Who knows when the next time I'm going to upload an episode is, but the goal is to be able to be more consistent this year. Um, Notice how there is not a number attached to that, just increased consistency, please. So we'll see how this goes, but I would absolutely love for you to come join this journey with me on the pursuit of happiness and just feeling authentically, beautifully, rawly, unapologetically happy Um, and working my way there because shit's not easy. Anyway, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, I hope things are going well. I hope you and your loved ones are safe and well. Um, Cut yourself some slack. You got this. Bye.